Hello, my friend. This is Clyde, the other side of God. 2 Corinthians 12, verse 7 through to 10 says, Therefore, in order to keep me from becoming conceited, I was given a thorn in my flesh, a messenger of Satan, to torment me. Three times I pleaded with the Lord to take it away from me. But he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses, so that Christ's power may rest on me. That is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weaknesses, in insults, in hardships, in persecutions, in difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Low self-esteem, physical disabilities, poverty, failed exams, loss of jobs, divorces, single and old, terrible diagnosis, losing my house, raped. I must stop because I might run the risk of naming something that you are dealing with and you might think I'm picking on you. But what do these things mean? What do they have in common? Let us talk about life. Life as a child of God. Every one of us has a challenge in our lives of one kind or another, but why? Many persons spend their lives asking the why me question, and if they are honest, no explanation is sufficient because at the end of the day, the problem is still there. The experts try to show us how to overcome self-pity, but for some people it comes across as psychobabble. Others of us, we pray and we ask the strong prayer warriors around us to pray for us, and you feel good after the prayers, at least for a while, but one day you wake up and the problem is still there. Then there are some of us who hear from some insensitive and pious religious person that it is your fault, that you are not spending enough time with God, that you are not living a righteous life. So what do you do? You beat up yourself. You spend hours and hours confessing until there is nothing else to confess. And then you sit and wait for the relief, for the answer. And guess what? Nothing changes. So what do you do? The writer of the text was one of the most religious persons who ever lived. In fact, he switched from one religion to a more perfect religion because Paul had an encounter with God and he heard God calling him to a special mission. Except it was no ordinary mission. His mission had an added component, a component of suffering. Mm -hmm. Paul, did you hear that part of the message? Paul was told that he was chosen for the mission, the whole mission. He did not have an option to avoid the suffering. He was not able to cut out the dark side of the mission. It was a package. The text gives us a reality that is hard. And this is where you come in. Here is this man of God dealing with a critical issue, a problem. Isn't God the one who heals, that solves problems, that takes away our troubles? So Paul does the right thing, not once, not twice, but three times. Certainly God is going to take away this problem because he is able to do so. I've got confidence. God is going to fix it for me. Except God does not fix it for you. You are getting older and still have not come into your dream job, or nobody seems to want to get married to you despite you being a nice Christian. Or you've prayed and fasted and lived a perfect righteous life, and yet this wretched disease is still there. Don't you find yourself sometimes thinking that maybe God is punishing you for some long ago sins, or maybe you are not living right? Well, here comes God with a response. It is nothing that you have thought of. 
I have chosen to leave the thorn in your flesh, Paul, not because I have abandoned you or love you any less. Rather, I'm going to give you a fresh appreciation for my grace. I'm going to show you another side of me. Grace is that resource that enables you to cope. That blessing that makes you keep on living and doing good. That dose of my favor that makes you rise above the thorn in the flesh and thrive. My grace gives you strength on days that you are weak. My grace comes alongside you and dries your tears when you are feeling low. My grace wraps its arms around you and whispers to you that God still loves you. My grace is sufficient. It is just what you need, not what you ask for, but what you need in those difficult times. I know it doesn't make sense to you now. I know this is not the response you were expecting, but as your God, this is what I'm giving you. Trust me when I say that you will appreciate my grace down the road more than if I had healed you of the thorn in the flesh. When the tough times come, my child, know that I am there with you, that I will never, ever abandon you. Paul heard that message and he concluded that I can live with that. In fact, I've grown to appreciate grace because every time that grace comes, I can look back and appreciate its strength in my times of weakness. I don't enjoy trials. I don't wish that you go through what I'm going through. But grace allows me to smile when I'm going through the storm because I know that grace allows me to experience God with me in those tough times. Grace, my friend, is that glass of water on a hot day. It is getting 51% on a tough test when the passing grade is 50. Grace is being bumped off a flight and later learning that the flight you were scheduled to go on crashed and everyone died. Grace is God's favor to you when you don't deserve it, but you needed it so badly. That is the other side of God. He gives you grace when your days are lonely and when your nights are sad. Thank you, God, for your grace.